Hey, what's going on? This is Joel Yunkins here bringing you another episode of Motocross Training. And today we have a topic that I know you're excited about. Everybody loves talking about this because we're going to talk about food today. Yes, today's episode is Motocross Nutrition. And a lot of people get excited about this. They like talking about many different types of philosophies and, you know, what what types of diets are out there, what works the best. And to be honest, I think most people get obsessed with this is because we love talking about food. You know, just think about your local news channel. What are they covering? At least it seems like every day is some sort of food, some sort of restaurant, something with food. People love talking about food. Um, So we're going to talk about motocross nutrition and to really try to help fill them gaps in for you guys and try to help wrap your head around some concepts, maybe some misconceptions that, you know, you hear that are popular throughout the sport and kind of just wrap our head around, you know, general ideas that you should be following, especially if you're an elite level racer. So the first thing I want to get out of the way when in regards to motocross nutrition is there's a saying that people love to throw around and it's kind of a catchphrase is the term that nutrition is everything and to me I think this is kind of like a silly thing to say because whether you're a racer or just a fitness enthusiast if nutrition was everything then that's all we would have to do and you know you would just focus on eating all all week and then you would just show up to the race ready to go so as nutrition is important and that's why we're talking about it today but you know it is not everything you know that that is important in your preparation Um, it's a great way to screw up your hard work but it's supposed to support your work so as i like to describe it is nutrition supports your training goals so you want to think you know, you have your racing goals and your training goals should support your racing goals. And then your nutrition should support all those goals as well. So nutrition kind of follows up and like cleans up your goals behind it so that it adds like a, a strong, strong foundation to support what you're trying to do. So, you know, for example, if your idea is if you're trying to race a GNCC, that's for three hours but you're not eating any food and you're following a diet that looks like a, a weight loss diet for a bikini, you know, competitor that is not supporting your racing goals. You're doing the opposite. So that's kind of what I mean by that. Even if you think your, your diet's healthy, if it's not, if you're not hitting the right you know, amount of calories or just getting in food for energy, you know, you're going to have a hard time, uh, running a three hour race, um, at full go. So, with this episode, we're just going to cover some basic concepts. Um, there's going to be nothing, you know, specific to race day, no supplements, no kind of like specific goals. And also, if you're like a vegan or a vegetarian, if you live in some part of the world where you don't have access to foods that I'm going to discuss later on, uh, you know, just kind of adjust your food choices accordingly to your lifestyle. But, you know, but, you know, foods that are going to fall in categories of these parameters that I'll be discussing. So nutrition also isn't something that, you know, that you just follow on the weekends for when you have a race. Nutrition is a daily thing. And, you know, you can really have some kind of long-term bodily impacts depending on how you're eating, you know, day in and day out. Um, Some of these topics are much more complex than what we're going to talk about today. Um, But just keep in mind that nutrition isn't just, hey, I got a race coming up. 
um, you know, I race Sunday, so I should start eating good on Saturday for tomorrow's race. It really doesn't work that way. It's really, you know, hey, how are you eating day in and day out? And then dial it in for race day. But again, that's going to be another conversation for another episode. Um, so, yeah, so when I think of racers and nutrition, I kind of think of two different types of extremes that I see in the sport. So the first one is this is kind of the fly by the seat of their pants racers. Um, these types of racers really don't think about nutrition. Um, so they're skipping a lot of meals. They're usually traveling a lot. And because they're traveling, they're eating a lot of fast food and they just kind of eat whatever they can and instead of kind of making it part of their lifestyle. So you have a recipe of an athlete that does a lot of riding. Maybe they even train and they're just eating here and there. And it's not really a great recipe. They're not really fueling their bodies up like the way they should. The other approach, which which is on the other side of the extreme, and I kind of call this like the skinny approach. And these types of racers, you know, they really try to stick to a diet to stay small. Like they're trying to focus on keeping the pounds down on the scale. So these types of racers may even eat low carbs or eating a lot of salads or eating like a really just skinny type of diet. And they kind of get obsessed with thinking that later is better. And I think kind of our sport has kind of created this problem a little bit by talking about losing weight. And, you know, you may hear if you're watching Supercross, you may hear an example of, oh, so-and-so took his offseason really serious. You know, they're down, you know, 15 pounds from last year and everybody gets excited about this. Um, so, you know, there's different situations to this, but if there's an athlete that, you know, the year before they weren't training hard and their diet was just kind of crap and they were a little bit overweight and then they kind of got their act together and they start training hard and they start implementing proper nutrition and that causes their weight loss, then great. But, you know, if you're a racer that had a good plan and then you, you know, stopped eating carbs or you stopped, you know, you started doing intermittent fasting or you start following some kind of diet that, you know, kind of really restricted you and that's why you lost weight. You know, if you're not improving your performance on the track, then who really cares what you, you know, if you lost weight or not, you know, the only reason, you know, that the scale should have an impact is how your performance is on race day. Are you in actually improving? Um, you know, I think honestly, a lot of racers would actually benefit from probably gaining a 10 to 15 pounds as well. So the skinny approach isn't really the end all be all. That's just like a very like surface conversation that happens that I think a lot of people just get a little too excited about. Uh, so for myself as a coach, you know, I usually believe like, so those are two different extremes, but as myself as a coach, I believe that, you know, the answer is really in the middle and they don't really lie on the extreme ends of things. And that's pretty much what we're going to talk about today. This is where I want to get you guys. I want to get you in the middle. I want you to get a nice little understanding about nutrition and some things that you can start implementing today. I also want to point out that, you know, when you're looking at other world renowned coaches, especially outside of racing, most do not stress nutrition like you think they do. And it's not really about following the strict depriving diet, like how most people think how it goes down, you know, especially in our sport, we think that in order to win championships and win races and do your best, you have to be on this like super strict diet. And I think it's just kind of like this cool mentality. We think, you know, how it has to be, but what I'm, but what I want to tell you today is like, 
don't major in the minors. You have to understand that what is important to understand what is important to understand is that the principles and rules that I'm going to share with you, you want to shoot for these guidelines. And if you can just get inside these guidelines, you know, you're going to do a lot of help to yourself to help fill the missing pieces to your nutrition. And you're really going to help optimize your performance, especially if you're an elite level racer. It can give you that little bit of that one to two percent you're looking for. So, you know, if that's what, you know, if you feel like your nutrition suffering and you're, you have some confusion, confusion going on. You know, really stay tuned and I'm going to, you know, really help clear up a lot of things that you you may find frustrating or, you know, you just hear so many different opinions. You know, I'm going to help sort that out for you. So first things first is I'm going to give you some rules to follow. And these are just five general rules that, you know, if you can at least do these things, if this is the only thing you take away from this podcast, you know, these five things are going to help drastically improve performance if you're not following them already. So number one is you should be eating breakfast. Uh, at least do that. So, you know, you don't want to skip breakfast. You want to at least wake up and give yourself a chance to fill your body for the day, especially if you're training or riding, especially if you're racing, you, you know, you should be eating breakfast. High level athletes don't follow intermittent fasting. I don't care what Dr. Oz says or um, you know, George St. Pierre was pushing intermittent fasting, you know, outliers exist, but as a whole, you want to, you want to be eating breakfast. I mean, it's proven over and over again that, you know, it's going to help, you know, with a lot of long-term benefits. And the reality is you probably need a lot more calories in your body than what you're thinking that you need. So eating breakfast is also a great way to help fit them calorie needs that you need to get. Um, number two, you also want to eat, think about eating every three to four hours. So that doesn't have to be a full blown meal, but it could be a snack. It could be, you know, some kind of workout shake, but every three to four hours, you want to be consuming some sort of nutrients to fuel your body. Uh, number three, when you're building your meals, you want to build, build them around the idea of, you know, of the protein sources. So that should be your first thought about building your plate is, Hey, what protein am I going to get? And that should be a primary focus. Number four, you want to eat carbs, especially as a racer, and you want to keep the carbs complex. This is going to help you with your training, your recovery, and it's really going to help with your performance because it's going to provide a lot of energy that you need to compete in like in a high level sport. So again, we, you know, when we talk about heart rates being high and on race day and in the sport those higher heart rates, you need to like, we consider that high intensity activity. So in high intensity activity, the number one fuel source is carbohydrates. And if you don't have carbs, you are, it is like not putting race gas in your bike on race day and running, you know, like an 87 octane, you need to have carbs in your system to compete at your highest level. If you don't, um, you know, there's a huge placebo effect going on. If you think that, you know, elsewise is, uh, is more beneficial. And the fifth one is you just want to think, eat, eat for performance. You want to think, Hey, what do I have coming up? I need to eat to get ready for this. And that you need to eat to recover from your workouts and your riding. If you can live with that mindset of eat to eat for performance, that'll, that alone in itself is going to do a lot of things, you know, to helping improve your performance. 
Um, so now I want to get into talking a little bit more about calories, protein, carbs, and fats for you. Uh, but a little disclaimer before um, we get into this. When I'm talking about body weight, I'm going to be talking about it in pounds. So, uh, you know, depending on where you're at in the world listening to this right now, I will be talking about pounds if I don't identify with a certain number. So, you know, that's how my mind works as far as, um, you know, breaking down the numbers. I'm usually talking in pounds. So, uh, yeah, I just kind of want to get that out of the way right now. Um, but yeah, so talking about calories and calories is one of those things where people are either obsessed with counting them or they don't want to count them because it's just kind of too much. And I'm going to give you two options to kind of get you in the ballpark of where you need to be. So you want to eat within really three to 500 calories of your maintenance level calories. And there's kind of two ways to do this. Um, the first one is you can multiply your body weight in pounds by 12 to 18, you know, to kind of start with these numbers. If you can, you want to kind of pick a number in between there, that's going to support your goals, whether you want to lose weight, maintain or gain and based off of your activity level. So I would play around with those different numbers of ranges. It's kind of broad. You can also look off your basic metabolic rates is a great place to start. Um, but depending on activity levels and other factors, you know, certain equations may be off a little bit. Um, so you just kind of have to check the scale and, you know, play around with different numbers that are going to work for you. And this is kind of a whole nother conversation in itself, but you want to stick to that range of numbers. You don't want to be in a calorie, you know, deficit, you know, really below 12 or 11. It's just going to be too low to support what you're trying to do. Um, if you don't want to track calories, you can just use a scale. And you check your body weight a couple times a week. And if your goal is to lose weight, you want to be losing about one to two pounds per week. If the goal is to maintain, you want to be maintaining one to two pounds per week. And if you want to gain one to two pounds, meaning like your body weight stays the same within a one to two pound range. And if you want to gain, you should be gaining one to two pounds per week. So those things should be happening. If you're if you're trying to lose a little bit of weight and you know, you're losing three to four pounds and you're eating too few of calories. If you're trying to gain weight and you're gaining more than two pounds a week, then you're probably eating too much and you're probably going to put on unwanted, you know, body weight, um, you know, meaning fat. And, you know, so another thing is, you know, when talking calories is, you know, we want to remain lean, but we want to be able to fill your body up with food that like you want to be fed. So whatever that scale says is what it's going to say. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Um, but the idea is to support your lean muscle mass and keep fat levels down because yeah, it's a, you know, I talk about not worrying about the scale, but at the same time, you know, fat, extra, too much body fat on your body is going to really do nothing for your performance. And it's just extra weight that you have to carry around. So we don't want that. So we do want to keep you lean. Or help you get to a point where you're lean because, you know, coaches, as we say, you know, fat doesn't fly and we kind of want to remove that. But we want to have some kind of at least supported muscle tissue on your body for other purposes that I've just, you know, discussed in um, previous podcasts. So now we're going to move on to what kind of makes up the calories. And this is going to be the first one we'll talk about is protein. So protein's important because 
you know, it's the building block blocks of your muscles and your cells. It helps repairs and maintain muscle mass. And protein itself isn't just going to cause you to bulk up unless, like I said before, that you totally shift your training and you like quit riding and quit doing conditioning and you just focus on strength training. Then, yeah, protein is going to help you build, you know, excess amount of bulk that, you know, you may or may not want. But protein does so much more than just turning people into bodybuilders. It helps with every cell in your body. And especially if you're a racer, you want to hang on to as much muscle mass as possible. So, yeah, it is important to have protein available so your body isn't burning up muscle as fuel. Compared to if you're eating too little of calories and you're not getting protein in, your body's going to start robbing your muscles as energy, if that's the case. Um, So moving on, we're going to talk about, again, for the numbers person, you want to think, you know, you want to shoot for really 0.8 to 1 gram per pound of body weight in protein a day. So if you're a 200 pound racer, you would require really about 160 to 200 grams of protein for the day. More than that's probably not really going to be too much more beneficial. Uh, but if you're in that range, that will be fantastic for you. And you want to focus on eating lean meats. So whole eggs, chicken, turkey, lean cut steaks, 90, 10 or leaner ground beef, lamb, salmon, tuna, and whey protein. All right, so moving on to carbohydrates. This is a, you know, controversial topic with some people. Um, so first things first, carbs do like do not make you fat. Carbs make you perform at very high levels, like I've already said. Um, too many calories and not burning them off, that's what makes you fat, not carbohydrates. So I just want to get that out of the way right now. I want to ease your mind to tell you that's, you know, that's, pretty much factual stuff here um and why carbs are important for a racer because like i said it's high intensity activity and carbohydrates is going to provide you you know quick energy that's going to be very powerful and very easily to be utilized in your body um so basically you want to eat as many carbs as possible while supporting the your body weight and composition goals So again, too many carbs, yeah, that's going to be a problem, but you want to eat at least enough. And you want to think, you want to keep the carbs clean. So these will be the complex carbs that I was discussing earlier. So this would be, you know, rice, potatoes, oats, bread, pasta, fruit, things like that. And you want to eat vegetables, eat your vegetables as well, as well as, you know, as fruits. Um, You know, pretty much at every meal, you can eat fruits as snacks, you know, that's part of the you know carbohydrate category those will also be good for your recovery and and energy um so eat your carbs keep them in there especially your vegetables and fruit also you want to think for a number category um this is pretty broad but uh, i'll give you some numbers here you know your light days so like light training or riding days you at least minimally want one gram per pound of body weight up to like two and a half to three grams per pound of body weight is would be like an upper limit i would say so yeah that's like an upper limit like so again that 200 pound racer you at least want anywhere between 200 to 600 grams of carbs and if you can eat 600 grams of carbs that's a lot of food that's um that would be awesome um it would be tough to even get in but 
you know, that's pretty much the wide range you can get with carbs and that's going to help optimize your performance. But, um, you know, if you can really get two grams, I mean, that would be for someone that's, you know, an elite level racer that rides and trains daily, you know, and again, it's all dependent on the person and what your body weight and body composition is. But the main takeaway is don't be afraid of carbs. Carbs are going to be your friend and then eat clean, clean, complex carbs. It's going to give you some great energy and you will feel a benefit 100%. Uh, moving on, we're going to talk about fats. <clears throat> so fats are important for providing energy. It's long-term energy, um, not really great for high efficient energy, but just like daily, just kind of moving around energy, fat can be great for. It helps with your cell growth. It helps absorb nutrients and supports your hormones as well. So fats do play an important part in your just general health. Um, the best kind of fats really you want to stick to are animal fats, which are saturated. So that's going to be your eggs, your beef, your dairy kind of products. This, you know, this specifically is going to be good for, you know, hormone production. Also monosaturated fats, so like most nuts, olive oil, avocados, those are healthy as well. Um, and what you want to think of is with, you want to keep your fat intake a, further away from your practicing and training. Um, so like I said before, they're not great for high intensity work. So, you know, kind of place those in during meals that aren't very close to either like, you know, pre-practice, pre-training, post-training, um, they just kind of slow down digestion rates in your stomach. So just a general rule, try not to eat high fat meals right before, after, during your workouts. Also, fats also carry a higher caloric, like they're more calorically dense. So there's nine calories per gram of fat compared to protein and carbs, which is four. So it's easier to drive up calories with fat. So you can use that with you if you're trying to gain weight. It's a great way to add calories to your diet. Or, you know, if you're trying to lean out or stay lean, you know, also kind of keep that in mind as well. That, cal you know, every gram of fat is going to carry more calories, you know, more than double of protein and carbs. So, but you have to keep in mind that the minimal amounts should be about 10% of your body weight in pounds converted to grams. So that 200 pound racer would minimally need 20 grams per fat per day, just in order to, just in order to, um, sustain, you know, healthy lifestyles. Um, so that's it for what I want to talk about today's episode, as far as calories, protein, carbohydrates, and fats. And I do want to give you five other more reminders that I feel are important with this episode. And that's going to be Eat foods uh, that you enjoy and, and you digest well. Don't eat things just because somebody else is eating them. Eat something that's going to sit well in your stomach and things that you actually like to eat. This will help keep you on track and keep your nutrition sustainable. You also want to lightly salt your foods, especially with iodine salts. Uh, this is going to help your muscles. It's going to help your metabolism. It's going to help your recovery and your performance. Um, so just lightly salt your foods. More is not better, but just you need a little bit of salt. Um, hydration, you want to keep your urine pale yellow to clear at least. And then also you want to at least, you know, if you're a numbers person, you should be drinking at least half of your body weight in pounds, um, you know, and convert that into ounces. So 
a 200 pound racer would need at least 100 ounces of water per day. Um, stay away from fad diets. Whenever you see like a diet pop up in, you know, the mainstream where everybody talks about it, you know, you probably just going to want to stay away from that. It's, there's probably some drawbacks to athletes that are not going to be beneficial for them. And, you know, and lastly, you just want to think eat to train, not diet and exercise. So, you know, it's very important to just think as an athlete, you want to focus on your training and you want to eat to help support those goals, just like we talked about before. Um, it's very important to do this. It's really going to help your performance. And if you're training hard, you're riding like you're supposed to be doing and you're eating the way you should be to fuel your body, all of those body compositions, all, all the body composition things that you want to see happen um, are is going to happen you know, with that process in mind, because you're going to be fed and you're actually going to be able to train harder. You're going to be able to ride better. And when you do that, that actually helps support this lifestyle of staying lean, staying strong, staying fed, and you'll actually be able to recover and do more training compared to as eating, you know, really lean or eating in a lifestyle that, you know, you're just kind of grabbing fast food here and there and you just eat whatever whenever you can so again don't major in the minors follow these principles implement things that you know you can implement and just keep trying to just dial it in over time you're not going to knock this out of the park um you know tomorrow so take what i've said and you know just try to grow from it and implement things like i said where you can and you're going to feel a lot better um i can guarantee that performance will go through the roof you're going to recover better and yeah, just overall, overall, just enjoy your meal plan even more because you can now eat things that people have may have told you that you needed to restrict before, which I think is incredibly important just for the human psychology. But uh, yeah, that's it for today. Um, be sure to go to my website if you want more information, uh, jytraining.com. And there you can find, you know, coaching opportunities, uh, you know, my ebook, the JYT Moto Method 2.0. I have meal plans. I have online coaching and also have a readiness guide for race day preparation. Uh, check all that stuff out. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to email me at joelyunkins at jytraining.com. And yeah, hopefully we'll be shooting you another episode here very soon, possibly in a week or so. So we will see you then. Later.